morning and welcome to the morning coffee podcast show and uh, today it's sunday it's a beautiful day this really feels like spring it's the last day of february so tomorrow we have march and then the winter months are behind us and uh, it's already there was even a person in t-shirt walking outside just looking out from the window so uh, a new season is coming and um Hope you're having a great morning and a good cup of coffee now. And we're going to talk. So today we just have one topic, uh, which is about um, the Viking history in England or in Britain with a focus on the language and how you can see remnants of this in the English language today. So we got this through a friend, Laura Dalligan. She's taking courses at Oxford. And then they've been going through this... um, that it's sometimes perhaps under underrepresented in the British history, like how much, like the presence of the Vikings in some sense they created a little country for themselves around, especially Yorkshire in the eight and nine hundreds. So for the for the words, so we're going to look about like place names and words and make it a bit brief, but there are lots of fun stuff here. First, is just the words. So some of the words from the Vikings in English today is. For example, knife, take, window, egg, ill, and die. And it also says there are probably about 600 more loan words from this, of this kind, in the modern standard standard English. So if you talk about a window or an egg or (laughs) a knife, this is the kind of the Viking heritage from the 8 and 900s. And then another thing that is also uh, kind of very present today is the name of places. So it says that like place names in England, especially, is very often like two parts. One is something about the ownership or like the the, the farmer or or the, the family, and the other part is more of a geographical description, like if it's uh, like a bay or a, a farmland or like a mountain. So you have there's a long list there. So we're just gonna say them first, and we're gonna pick out a couple of them. So if you have places in England or in like overseas as well, if they end on B or Thorpe or Toft or Holm or Kirk or Thwaite or Wick or Borough or Ness, that is very much likely the the Viking heritage. And it comes from the Old Norse language. So for example, like B is, is an old Viking word for farmstead, but then farmsteads grew into becoming like little towns and cities. So today it's more of a word of a city, but it is originally the, f- the farmstead and then uh, like Grimsby is one example they show here. And then Thorpe is also used as a secondary settlement. So like often an additional small hamlet, like an overflow from a village that became overpopulated. And then, so that's kind of a, it's an old version of a suburb, but it's just like a, uh, an independent little little settlement close to the city. And it also says that it's interesting that today th- places that are called Thorpe are usually small ones. For example, if you go to, to York and then you go to Bishop Thorpe, that is just a small little cluster of houses uh, a little bit out of the city. And then you also have... Uh, well, so Kirk is also interesting. It comes actually, it's a bit back and forth because it is church, original English, but then it became Kirk for the Vikings and then it's, they <laughs> applied it back to their places. Um, yeah, and also then uh, Borough is more 
connected to to berg or also like bury meaning a fortified place okay so that's lots of examples uh and just one final little fun trivia bit is that uh we had some great discussions lately about how uh, English language is renaming cities uh, in other countries, like Firenze becomes Florence, or Köln becomes Cologne, Moskva becomes Moscow. But then we found an example that the Vikings did the same. So there's a, there's a city, or a little, well, it's a city, big town in um, up in the Lake District called Kessik, and that was originally named Chesik. But then the Vikings came and then they changed it to the K Kessik because they didn't like the Chesik. So uh, this is kind of <laughs> this is the, the opposite effect. And you see the remnants now over a thousand years later. Okay, so that was just a long run through of this. It's uh, super fun to look into it. The whole Dane law, like you had a, they created a small little Viking kingdom in England and it was, it didn't last for maybe more than 50, 100 years, but it kind of set its, its imprint on much of, especially northern part of England. Uh, so with that, uh, all the topics, we had a great week, just to briefly sum it up, since it's a Sunday. And uh, we are loving this new podcast, the Ambush podcast. We are reading the books from Strickland. So we, we've been through the age of the paradise, the first thousand years, which are super interesting because there's so much, there's so much new things there about understanding, especially the Frankish Empire and the Byzantium Empire, and then how Italy and Rome and the Pope are are, are uh, using alliances and having this this uh, political kind of dynamic going there, and eventually siding with the Frankish, and then you get the schism in 1054. And we're reading up also on the medieval, like the popes, which is very detailed and very kind of every decade is full of events. So that's uh, that is uh, an interesting little dive into one specific period as well. So uh, apart from that, this is just like again the last day of the winter months. So tomorrow is March first. In the old Roman times, March was the first month of the year, and March is the war god. So. Mar that's why they had like the months and they so it starts with so March is number one that's why September October November December is seven eight nine and ten in in Latin Septimus is seven so that's the nine month for us but for them it was the seventh and then after December they had nothing it was just winter and then they started again with March and then like then they went out to war and then they went out to conquest and and just yeah <laughs> like the romans <laughs> taking more territory so um but then eventually you get january named after the god of janus janus who has two heads two faces sorry looking back and forth at the same time so january is the month that is looking back at the old year and towards the new year at the same time so tomorrow is then in the old roman times that is the start of the year with the first month of march so with that, hope you're having a great morning and still a good coffee and nice things to do in front of you today. And uh, as always, thank you so much for listening and see you again in the next episode.